So we're just gonna awkwardly look at each other and <laughs> just vibe for a second. Good morning, good morning. Hello, and welcome to episode number eight of Tea with Abby, where we talk about the tea, the truth of what it is like to be a first-time founder, a company here in the Accelerator program, and a female navigating uh, tech spaces or entrepreneurial spaces. Um, And shout out to Capital Factory for a little... uh, Tea sponsorship and cheers, cheers to my guest this morning, <laughs> Sarah Gardner. Hello, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so happy for you to be here. Um, welcome, and um, I'm so excited to talk about your business um, that you founded called Established and Company or Established and Co. Um, we we can go with either. The Established and Co is now officially trademarked. Oh, that's so exciting. Uh, you can pick whichever floats your boat on that. So. Cool, cool. <laughs> so um, if you needed to give me a quick elevator pitch of what your business is, go. Yes. So Established and Company is a fashion forward collegiate licensed apparel company. And um, I started it about two years ago, but we are trying to bring new uh, fashion forward college apparel styles to the college market. So necessary. Yes. There has been a major um, gap in the market for this sort of product. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just hasn't existed before. And so being a college student, I noticed this while I was at Baylor University and decided to, to do something about it. So here we are. That's cool because, man, college students, what the option is like, sweatpants and sweatshirts and it's so bummy and if you are viewing um if you are watching this you can see look at this stylish jacket like (laughs) come on that's amazing so is this is one of the products as well yes we um just recently started doing collegiate denim and as you know denim is so popular right now everybody's wearing it and so um you know our goal is to bring those fashionable fashion trends to um, the college market where it didn't previously exist. And like you said, um, yeah, college fashion is kind of frumpy. So frumpy. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, it is a lot of sweatpants, especially in Texas, big T-shirts, like covering Nike shorts. The strain, that phenomenon, at least up in the Northeast where I went to school, um, was not a thing. What what Pe- was it like up in the Northeast? Okay, it was. This, is a, this was the uniform. Um, kind of all year round uh black leggings okay a north face pullover yep and uggs okay that sounds about right standard mm-hmm. and of course it's the northeast so um it's cold so that you're pretty much wearing that the entire duration of the school year because school starts at the end of summer and finishes in the early spring so it's right. like you, you don't hit the warm weather um warm weather attire um white Plain white, like Hanes styled V necks mm-hmm. and leggings for when it's hot. Okay, yeah. So, like, no <laughs> so fashion boring. sense. No whatsoever. fashion sense. And then I think um, maybe the only piece of college wear I still have is a pair of shorts that say my college's name across the butt. Okay, right. 
So right. I mean, you know, who's still wearing that? No, and I would love. I, I, if I think, I think if I had a nice piece of, um, like a legacy piece, like mm-hmm. a jacket or mm-hmm. something, um, I would absolutely wear that out. Right, and that's what we're finding too is, people want really awesome pieces that they can keep for years and wear to football games or yeah. athletic events, and they're looking for fashionable ways to show their school pride, um, and you know, that's why we're here and we're trying to do it. We're trying to make it happen. So take me back to um, the beginning. Two years ago, you were um, in school and talk to me about um, what it was like to get this idea. Like, why did you get this idea? And then uh, what what did it take for you to get it up off the ground and running to turn into this actual business? Yeah. So um, my senior year of college, I was in an entrepreneurship class. It was my senior year course. My brother was actually my um, business partner, but we had to submit an end of the year um, project. And when you're a senior, you're like, I'm ready to get out of here. Like, what can we submit to sure. to finish off You know, before <laughs> graduation? Um, and we had initially had this cool fitness technology app that we wanted to try to um, use for this project. Um, mm-hmm. The class was basically a class where the university would give um, students money to kickstart these businesses. And so this tech idea kind of fell through for us. And I have a bit of a fashion background. And um, that's something I feel like I thrive in and I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I was like, well, why don't we do an apparel business? And I'd been thinking for a long time about you know, college apparel and um, how much I loved cool vintage college pieces from the past and how we could um, translate that into um, university apparel for students with a new business idea. So it all started in a um, entrepreneurship class and we ended up receiving some money from Baylor to get it started. Wow. Um, But I will say that the business, we are licensed now, Uh but the original business idea was to try to do unlicensed college apparel. Mm. And so attempting to do unlicensed would basically mean using university colors and um, maybe the mascot or like for Baylor, as an example, our mascot are the bears. So creating a jacket with green and gold and maybe putting the word bears on it. But that you still can't do that right. because it's still infringing upon. Mm. Um, okay you know, what a college would allow or what a consumer would reasonably believe is a coll- a piece of their apparel. Right. And so um, funny enough, we actually ended up getting a cease and desist letter from Baylor University. And um, <laughs> this kind of goes wow. back to our biggest fail, okay. I think, was attempting to do unlicensed college products. So you had actually put products out um, we did. via this. This was the first push of how it all came out yes we we wanted to avoid having to pay um these large licensing fees and the trouble of going through the licensing company Mm. but at the time um, we didn't realize that that was kind of a slippery slope in this business and you really shouldn't do that um but being you know an early graduate I was like you know we'll get away with it like it's fine yeah I mean and you don't know if you don't try right right but I think um that choice to be unlicensed and then in turn receiving a 
um, a fun legal you threat. You better knock this off. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But see, that, um, I guess, lapse in ju- early judgment yeah. uh, actually catapulted our business into getting that license. And um, Baylor was really gracious about it. And they um, suggested kindly that we just go ahead and apply for a university license. And so that's how the licensing route really came to be with established. That's really cool. And I think you just highlighted such a really important um, quality successful entrepreneurs have, Mm -hmm. I've been finding, is that um, you didn't wait to try to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You had an idea and you went for it. And even when it kind of got a little crappy and, you know, there was some flat coming your way for how you were doing it, you made the choice to pivot and continue moving forward. I'm sure. Did did you feel that um, when Baylor first handed you that cease and desist letter, were you like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know if we want to keep going on or where is it clear to you like, okay, let's figure this out and keep moving. No, absolutely. I think I had, you know, put a lot of hope into the business and it was something I really believed in. And I really didn't think that somebody my age or my inexperience level and a lack of funds could enter into light, you know, official licensed product. Mm. It just seemed so out of touch and it still is. And so I think I was pretty disappointed, but Um, You know, my parents, who have been completely supportive and amazing throughout the whole process, they were like, you know, you're going to you're going to do this. We're going to apply. And if you get rejected, we're going to know that that's, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Right. But um, we ended up applying and we got it. So that was was the the green light. Exactly. So now um, you're working with multiple schools on getting licenses for their um logos, colors, school stuff, right? And, yes. And then you're taking those things and you're applying them to designs you're creating. Um, where where does like your inspiration for, for fashion come from and how are you taking your ideas to like stuff is up on the website for people to buy? Sure. Um, so a lot of my inspiration, and I do all the design work myself. Sweet. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the inspiration comes from the vintage college apparel of the past. So if you go online and you search like cool vintage college apparel, there's just so much neat, cool stuff out there. And I really got inspired by that. I I love vintage clothes and I love, yeah. yeah. And so um, I think just seeing those designs and somehow recreating those um, through the different universities and, you know, inspired by those vintage pieces is kind of how I design things and we've gotten a really positive response um, from college students who are currently in college to their grandparents. They love the vintage inspiration Mm. because, you know, the parents and grandparents can relate to that, too. So it all really comes from the retro college apparel. Uh Uh-huh. That's where our inspiration comes from. That's cool. Wow. Well, congratulations, like, on building such an awesome, amazing business and what, to me, is the most vulnerable time in your life when you're coming off of this four-year high um I just remember so uh distinctly how um unsure of I I was of my life and who I was when I was leaving um this safe little bubble of of my four-year undergrad program um and I just gotta say I am just totally impressed and inspired by you know your gumption and you're like 
I'm going to take this project. I'm going to grab for grab it and I'm I'm, I'm going to go forward and it, that is just so cool. So good job. Yeah, well, thank you. I think that you know, it's taken me a while to get here. Um and I didn't always believe that I could do it. Mm-hmm. I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm confident in that, but you know, it it's been scary there, but definitely <laughs> totally. been some times where I'm like, you know, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know, is this really the right thing to do? But um you know, I'm confident in the business. It's been proven in the market. We know there's a demand for the product. So I think, you know, now I'm at a point where I can, um, you know, be confident in that and say, you know, we're going to take this all the way. We're going to take this as far as we can go. Cool. Mm-hmm. When you are feeling or or I guess when I am feeling stressed or um, in the weeds, um, we got a lot of clients going on. We're doing biz dev. The tech team needs a check in. Um, what do we doing for marketing we're supposed to shoot something today um when i get in those kinds of scenarios i think back on um various kind of like highlight reels uh to remind myself no like you said this is this is a viable product people want it we're doing something good take a breath keep moving um when when you hit those hard tough points is there anything that you recall um as a a favorite milestone or a goal or just like a really awesome moment for your business and for yourself that you like remember Mm -hmm. well I think I have two that kind of come to mind the first being that you know that milestone of we applied for the license after receiving the nasty letter. It wasn't nasty. It was actually (laughs) very nice. Um, And then, you know, getting accepted. And I think initially um, being licensed was, you know, that's what really changed everything for us. But I think another one was, um, you know, the the college licensing world is um, very, you know, it's not the most interesting and it's very complex. Mm -hmm. But... um, we one of the biggest goals that we had was attempting to get our product into collegiate bookstores. So these are going to be those um, college bookstores on campus where you buy your textbooks mm-hmm. or you know all your apparel when you first arrive. Yeah, and on Parents Weekend, that's where oh, your parents are going. Everybody and buys like everything, yeah. right? And so I think another major milestone for us was um, receiving a purchase order from. The Baylor bookstore. So cool. And yeah, we had um, been in talks with them and I personally spoke to the manager and met with her and she was just so gracious and loved the vision that we had. And she was like, I'm going to try to get you in here. And getting into college bookstores is not easy. They have um, these global management companies that make all the buying decisions. Mm. And so um, we really had to impress upon them our vision Mm -hmm. and that we had great product that people wanted. And so we were able to do that. And, um, you know, our, we have some product in one of the Baylor bookstores now. So that's really exciting. I think that was a point where I realized students and parents don't just want this product, but there are big corporate companies that see what we're doing as well. These big retailers, um, think we're worthy too. And so I think that was a really exciting time for us. Absolutely. Validation is definitely critical in this process of starting something. And that first customer that buys, the first subscription package, the first whatever jacket, Mm -hmm. um, it's just so critical that those early adopters and 
Baylor will always have that little, little soft spot in your story. Oh, you it know, was being that mm-hmm. like, oh, that so was amazing. my first one. Yeah, like. <laughs> we have a company like that too, and and we just think about them just so fondly, and um, you know, like just how generous they've been. And they gave with you their kindness. Your chance, yeah. You know? And they were the first person to believe in you. Exactly. Um, how do uh, like talk to me about um. As you said, you know, you are dealing with an industry that's kind of been the way it's always been. And and you are finding yourselves in conversations with um, these licensing companies, corporations, people. What has it been like to navigate through that as a young female? Yeah. Um, or, you know, I, I guess I should say a young woman is probably more applicable here. Um, sure. Um, how do you feel walking into those conversations yeah I think that the difference here um, between maybe a, a different consumer business is everything we do goes through approvals for the universities mm-hmm. and because we are replicating their brand they want to make sure that we're portraying it appropriately right. um, but a lot of the whole licensing business and as you know college sports is a huge deal yeah and so these big athletic sponsorships through Nike or Adidas or these big um apparel distributors are really taking over in terms of market share. Mm. And it's really about, you know, licensing in sports. A lot of it is about money. That yeah. really goes back to the universities, which is great. Right. But I think um, there are a lot of barriers to entry to licensing, collegiate licensing as an industry. Um, they're typically very picky about who they let in. Um, they want companies and brands that are going to well represent each you know of the university's brands and I I totally understand that but I think um, the business is typically and from what I've seen there's not a lot of innovation Hmm. and um, a lot of you know a lot of these companies aren't looking to create new exciting product and I think they're just looking for mass volume which equals mass dollars right and so being someone who's young um, with new inventive ideas I think that it does help us to stand out, mm. but it's intimidating mm. because a lot of who we're dealing with, um, you know, they deal with these huge companies every day like Nike and been all been around forever. Right. Exactly. And so I think we're just a new player in a game that's been going on for a long time. Um, but at the same time, I think it gives me motivation because I see such a need for innovation mm. in this industry. Um and there's a need for new and exciting product. And so I think that gives me the drive um, to kind of get over my fear and yeah. just keep driving forward. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you deal with fear and uncertainty and like self-doubt? Yeah, I think to an extent everybody does. Mm. Um, you know, like starting your own business literally from scratch is very scary. You know, there's the aspect of, is it going to work out? Am I going to fail? I think there are a lot of things that I was personally afraid of. And today I'm still, you know, nervous about mm. things working out 100% the way that I want them to. But I think to an extent everybody deals with those inner questions of fear. Um, but like I said before, if you have a product that's been market validated and, you know, consumers want your product, you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's a personal choice you have to make to say, how far am I going to take this? You know? Absolutely. 
how how do you balance um building this business and your your life right now? Yeah. Or is it your life? <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, I really a lot of times I don't feel like it's my life. I feel like I am, you know, I've given everything over to my business. I think like as you know, being an entrepreneur, there's not a single day that goes by that you're not working on something. Of course. I think in a normal nine to five, um, they the weekends are blocked out specifically for like your personal time. Sure. Um, I've realized, especially being in retail and apparel, people buy on weekends. People buy all the time. People buy on holidays. People night, are always shopping. Morning. Oh, yeah. And so if I'm not um, on social media or investing in that um, constantly, you know, I'm not getting traffic to my site and you know, we're not getting sales. So it's a constant, um, there's constant investment. And until, you know, you know, hopefully one day when I can hire a team of amazing people that can just do everything for me, which is not going to be for a long time. It's an everyday, you know? So you have to be pretty dedicated then to, um, both flexibility in your schedule, but I'm sure some sort of very consistent checks and balances. Mm-hmm. Um, how is develop you know the cur- the curve of developing that sort of daily routine for your business because mm-hmm. yes it changes every day um, but pinpointing what uh, numbers you have to be checking in on mm-hmm. how how do you sp- you're a one woman show how do you split up your time from marketing to sales to answering customer service to like bugs on the website right <laughs> or is it always all happening all at once you know I think that I've been lucky I haven't had too many um, crazy things happen at once nice and so um, everything's been I think a good balance I've been very fortunate I think some people are not so lucky but um, I think every day is different it's just a matter of me planning out what I immediately have going on. Right. And then obviously if we have a new season of product, preparing the designs for that and then working with our suppliers on, you know, manufacturing that product. But honestly, people ask me about my schedule and I it's different every day, Yep. you know, and I'm sure you can relate to that as sure. well. There's always, you know, some fire to put out over here um, or, you know, a photo shoot you got to do over here yep. or you know, working with this partner, just, you know, it's all over the place. Do you have other friends <laughs> who have, not, not do you have friends? <laughs> no, I, I guess I don't. Because no. I'll be honest, <laughs> unless you're working with me, we're probably not hanging out. Right. It's just what what it is right now. Um, and it's been, of course, and, and I've attached on to, um, I do have a couple friends who do own their own businesses. Mm-hmm. Um and my co-founder, you know, my husband. Um, how do you feel amongst um, your family and your friends? Are you flying solo or do you have other people around you who are doing not the same venture, but they're out there pursuing it? Or did everybody jump into that kind of nine to five business grind? Right. Well, I think coming from Baylor, a lot of the friends that I had, um, they kind of chose that traditional route mm-hmm. of, um, you know, getting your degree and then applying f- for a job, taking the nine to five job. Um, I have some friends in the medical field. Nothing and- wrong with any of those things right. either. Oh, not Amazing. at all. Yeah. That's what your heart feels satisfied by. Like, right. Awesome. And I think everybody should follow what 
they're passionate about. Right. And um, I have some friends going back to school mm-hmm. in the medical field, and that's cool. something that they're so passionate about, too. Um, I think that finding people with this entrepreneurial spirit about them is, you know, it's rare. I think a lot of people either don't have the resources to start a business Mm -hmm. and pursue those passions or there's something inside of them that isn't driving them to do it um, for various reasons. I think that it definitely takes a special type of person to make those sacrifices and to leave a lot of things behind to pursue their dream and to follow their dream. And um, I have a lot of friends from Baylor who, um, you know, took the standard jobs. I also have some friends who were so interested in entrepreneurship and um, who were kind of following their pursuits Mm. in that arena as well, which is really exciting. My brother, um, it's really awesome. He started an automotive technology company about five years ago um, with wow. my dad. So there's another family business. So clearly there's something in your DNA yeah, for this. That just that's who we are, I guess. Um, but he's running that now. And so it's really cool because we can share our struggles and we can really relate to each other. Um, so important. And it's as you know, it's such a different, um, you know, your schedule's different. It's yep. a different life, yeah. really. Yeah. And so, but to have those people around you to be able to unload on and relate to and say, man, today has been a grind Mm -hmm. and they know exactly what you mean. Right. Um, My dad has run his own business for his whole life and I've constantly seen that. So I've seen very explicitly what the struggle is. Sure. But I've also seen the freedom and the gold and the stuff that comes from, you know, really grabbing life by the reins and taking authority for yourself. Um, and it's those things that I remember of like, okay, this is exactly why I'm doing this. You know that. Right. Like you said, every day you wake up and you are the captain of the ship and you determine where you want to sail that day. Right. And I think some, so amazing. Yeah. But also, you know, there are days that go by where I'm like, I wish I had a nine I to five. Know. Oh my God. <laughs> Last week. Oh my God. I got my period on Wednesday morning. Yes. This is tea with Abby. This is what we talk about. I felt so crappy and all I wanted was to be an employee so I could call out. Right. But exactly. You can't, you can't call out you and show up. And I, you know, I'm envious <laughs> sometimes of my friends who have, you know, the nine to fives and they have, the weekends to themselves. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I had that. Um, But, you know, then I have to remind myself that I'm choosing to follow my passion. And this is the path that I chose. You know, like, we don't have to choose this. I think that choosing to be an entrepreneur, no one's forced to do it, you know, and it's, (laughs) yeah. Um, And it's a choice that we make. And it's a scary choice, but it's an exciting choice. And you know, I've decided I, I don't think I would trade it for anything. Right. Even though sometimes, you know, I wish I could just get that PTO. Sure. But it's, you know, it's <laughs> the long game. It's, it's you know, the benefits that you're going to see from this, mm-hmm. while they might not be tomorrow, um, they'll be there and they'll, they're gonna, they're coming and, and all of the goodness from your efforts are going to start flowing. The other side is not that far away. Right. It might be two, three, four, even five years away. But if we set out to really fulfill what's on our hearts, then we are going to get to the dream we've got. Right. And I wholeheartedly believe that. 
Um, but it's, you know, it's about that determination mm -hmm. and resiliency mm -hmm. and, you know, not giving up on yourself mm -hmm. and not giving up on your idea. Yeah, totally. Well, I can't think of a better way to start to wrap things up than with that thought. Um, so we have a tradition here on the Tea with Abby show. We do a statement sip, which is a little moment of um, just something to remember you by. Yes. And it's something you love to say, a quote, a mantra, anything. Do you, did, did you bring something? I did. But um, like I said, I feel like it's kind of... A, a little bit of a cliche, and I actually just said it, but I, I love cliches. Okay, <laughs> so pick up your <laughs> coffee. Okay, well, say, tell me what it is first. Okay, so you know, going back to what I said, I think what I tell myself all the time is really never give up. And like I said, it's cliche, and it's kind of boring. <laughs> it's true. Is there a way to make that more exciting? Yeah, like this. Ready. <laughs> You're going to look in the camera. Okay. We're going to say it together, and then we're going to take a sip of our tea while we Perfect. stare into the okay. camera. <laughs> our coffee. I mean, our tea. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Never, Never give, give up. up. Cheers. Cheers to that. And that is Tea with Abby. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This was Sarah Gardner with Established & Co., um, a collegiate apparel design, um, fashion forward, innovative things to wear from the schools that you love. Yes. How do we find you? Yes. So um, we have a website. So um, establishedandcompany.com, mm -hmm. all spelled out. We do have Instagram. Um, our Instagram is poppin, and it's very popular. Cool. Super fun place. So check it out. Um, and then we also have a Facebook page, but I, I recommend awesome. online and Instagram. Awesome. So, but thank you so much. This all has right. been so great. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about Blended Sense, visit us at our website, www.blendedsense.com, or follow us on social at Blended Sense or at BlendedSense.io. See you next week. <laughs>